Hello and what is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on Burn Your Boats. Yes, it's still Burn Your Boats for all of you who checked out last week's episode. <laughs> we, I have still not settled on a name, but they're uh, they're coming up. They are they're popping. I'm not I cannot let you in on the process. I am so sorry. Actually, literally as I'm I'm talking about this, I'm I'm opening up my notes, my notes app and um I just had an idea. I literally just had an idea. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and so really, the the direction of the the show and the direction that everything went was was all in this idea of of, of improvement and in, in improving, um, and that's because the uh, that's because it's like it's like health if you think about. One of the one of the biggest and most significant problems that we have as a nation here in the United States um, is that, uh, and potentially around the world, I, I don't know, I don't know much about the the rest of the world's um, approach to healthcare, but I think that it's interesting that here in the United States we call it healthcare, and that's that's not that's not what it is that we do here um really what what we do is um what's the what's the best word for this uh sick care is recovery care um symptom i see if people to say oh we always address the symptoms we always address the symptoms that's i mean that's true for things that we can't really address like like colds you know you can't there isn't that's kind of it. Kind of brings it straight to the point. Is the way that you would, the way that you would address a cold, <clears throat> is by prevention in the first place. And then the way that you would would also address it while while battling the sickness, is obviously you're going to address all of the the symptoms, the things that are are driving you into the ground. Because I mean, depending on the severity of it. Because you still need to be able to function, you know, like, uh, I love the commercials where they talk, they show like, uh, the dad, you know, and, and, and it's, it's for some, it's, it's medicine commercial, you know, it's like something about NyQuil or whatever, or DayQuil, and it's like, uh, you know, you don't get to call in sick for being a dad. And it's very true. And that's why those, that's why those things exist. And I, I will tell you straight up that I am extremely grateful for the, uh, for their existence. And I will also say that while it is annoying as hell, you will be hearing a beeping <laughs> coming in the background because um, I found the I, 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 there's there's a project there's a project happening inside of this house. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's something else. So yep, there it was right there. Um, and. So so what what happened was we uh, we wanted a fan uh, in our bedroom. It gets it gets warm, you know. It's a big house, and on the second floor, uh, it's generally warmer than than the the bottom floor where the AC is, and it's not one of the dual uh, ACs, you know, split AC systems. Um, and so it's gonna work real hard. So I mean, we we've, we've done the work where we like flip the vents and and we we pump the air upstairs and everything. But we just at the end of the day. There's not a ceiling fan in the room and we want one. And the thing is that it's not actually, it was not engineered in a way that 
allowed for a ceiling fan. So there was no there was no pre cut part of the ceiling out. There was no no fan or light outlet in that that area that would be cut out for you to install the fan. So we bought a fan and we knew this. We knew this going into it and we knew that it was going to be kind of a little little experiment which uh just turns out to be our thing, I guess. Um so we uh, yesterday we decided at like five o'clock like yeah that's a that's a good idea to start this and 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 if if yasmin ever listens to this she'd be like yeah your idea bro <laughs> so uh so we, we we started and we got the we got the whole cut and we got the fan um put together to the point where we could put it in but we had to we had to do some structural changes blah blah blah, blah, blah. bottom line is we got it we got it in there some adjustments needed to be made um and i made them today where we should be good to to wire it um and that process and that setup for wiring is actually uh it's it's ready to go right now i finally found the the circuit breaker that went specifically to to the area that that covers the attic and in so doing it cut off the um the power outlet to the fire alarm or the carbon monoxide detector whatever the hell it is the smoke detector uh and uh now it's chirping now it's chirping and you know what i'm thankful for that because that means that it works <laughs> and we might not die if there's a fire so that's a benefit um anyway back to what i was getting at was that you know it's hilarious i was recording a call earlier and it's still recording right now um okay back to what i was getting at was i was talking about healthcare, right so the idea here is that in, in the in the West and in, in the United States and our healthcare system, the way that we look at things is is you break an arm, come in, we'll fix it. Oh, God, excuse me, sorry, it's been a long day. Um, I did. I had this new. I had this thing strike me today. Sorry, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like bird, uh, squirrel today because it's just that's the energy that I'm imbuing. Um, I had a. I had an idea today. What I did, I, it was such an incredible day, it was such an awesome day, and a lot of it had to do with my activity level. Um, I'm I'm doing a, a work from home aspect in in a sales position, and so I've set up my my amazing wife has let me essentially take over this office, and I've done that, and I go in here and I sit down all day and and I work, and I'll tell you what the the energy level matches because. Like I just I sit down and like I get there and my neck starts to hurt and and I'm I feel like just not like I'm pop, not like me. Like I move. I like to move. I like to talk. I like to express myself. And so sitting down in a chair all day, typing things in Excel and, and tracking things in these systems and, and sitting down and making calls and is just brutal, uh, for, for my, the, my mental state. And I have to, I have to be more active while I'm doing things. So I started like, I have the pull-up bar in the, in the doorway. And so I'm there and I'm, I'm knocking out pull-ups in between calls and, and I brought the weights up today. And so I was doing that. And, and today I was like, I was going up and down the stairs over and over again. And I hit 10,000 steps, by uh by 12 30 one o'clock and um and that was huge that was that was a thing for me and i was like that's that's it that's that's 
the goal from now on. It was, you know, I had this goal set and I don't really care about steps that much. Um, I view it more as like, you know, make sure that you're being active, right? And make sure that your your life is more active and less sedentary, even if you're in a sedentary job like I am. And so, oh, I'm like, and it just hit me. I'm like, 10,000 steps isn't the answer. It's 10 by 12. That's that's the new that's the new thing for me is 10 by 12. Um, I want 10,000 steps by 12 in the afternoon. And there's no reason, especially if I, if I get up and run, it's not even, I don't even, I won't even think about it. You know, it'll just, it'll just happen all on its own. But even on days where I'm not running for my physical activity, there's no reason I can't get it. And that was, that was clearly demonstrated today because I did it without even thinking. Um, anyway, so back, back from the, that bright, shiny object, let's see, I wonder what the next one's going to be. It's going to be so interesting. (laughs) but uh so with with the healthcare right so we treat you get a broken arm go in and fix it you have a tumor jesus i'm so sorry uh you have a tumor let's go in there and cut it out um you can't sleep let's give you pills that's a little bit different right then we're starting to to mask things and not address it and so that kind of gets to to what i'm talking about is that we don't put the correct the correct we don't put emphasis on the correct syllable i love that expression i heard it and i just jacked it up i know i had to like really work it out there because it's been a while since i used it last but um i love it it's just it's 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 so cute and so the uh, <laughs> the uh it, it's very fitting because we don't we're not emphasizing the right thing we're putting all of this Time, money, energy, all the way around into post-care, right? Into, into, into coming back. And to think about how much we could save, I mean, that's just purely from a monetary standpoint, how much money we could save if we focused on preventative care, how much our quality of lives would improve if we focused on preventative care, if we focused on daily health. And um, like, who's building that? Like, what doctor is setting things up, setting people up for success in a way that, that enables them to, to be, to, to ingratiate themselves to larger health healthy habits right and it's like like the doctors have the answers they have the experience and some of them don't and that's the problem and we look at them like we look at all of them as if they all have the same knowledge knowledge or the same the same knowledge base um and yeah they all went to medical school but you know your we in the in the military we call your, your pcm your primary care manager but your doctor your personal doctor your family doctor or whatever probably isn't a nutritionist you know, I just, you know, what was crazy was super crazy today is that I called as like one of the last things to do with the army before I'm getting out is I called to get a full blood work panel done. And I was like, I don't even know what I want. I want everything. I want you to draw as much blood as you need to draw to look at as many things. I want to look at my cholesterol. I want to look at my, uh, all of my vitamin levels, I want to look at my testosterone, I want to look at everything. And they were like, 
uh what what do you want i don't understand and i was like i want a health status like there's nothing i haven't seen inside of my body ever you know and like i'll just go in and go like hey does it hurt no you're good man no complaints there's nothing to handle like what if am i supposed to wait for a tumor to build before we address something like can't we draw blood and like do these normal things like do do checkups like and it's and you know what the responsibility at the end of the, at the end of the day is not on the doctor it's not on the nurse it's on us to take care of ourselves it's on us to normalize that stuff and i'm gonna i i want that stuff drawn i i need to do more research and figure out what it is i need to be looking at what do i want to want to focus on how frequently do i need to do the checks and i i want to do it because this is my life and i want I want the highest top quality of life that you could possibly have for as long as I possibly can. And I will enable that in every way possible. And the best way to enable that and to enable anything in your life is through knowledge and information. You have to have the knowledge and information. Once you have that, you can act. But you can't act with, I mean, you can. You can act without knowledge and information. Shoot, that's what most people do every day. But if you want to improve then you need the knowledge and the information to to take the next step up to launch yourself from this platform to the next platform if you want the next platform to be on a higher elevation than the one you're on right now the one you're on right now exists because of the knowledge and information that you have now combined with the action that you've taken with that knowledge and information that is what has created your current reality. Every decision that you have made up until this point has led you exactly to where you are now. And that's not to say that other external factors have not have not played their role. Of course they have. But they play their role in everybody. How you've chosen to respond. How you have how you decided to act and to respond versus react to these things. Or if you have reacted versus responding to them. That is... That, formulates the platform on which you sit right now and if you want to change platforms from this one to the next one you have to change those things you have to change you either you have to change something you and and or, or multiple things right so we said it was knowledge it was information knowledge and action right that's what makes the platform if you want to go to the next platform, you have to you have to do an assessment of where you're at. Is your action properly reflecting the knowledge you have of the information that's out there? It's probably not. Not in all areas. Maybe it isn't some. Maybe you're crushing it as a dad. Maybe you're like the best friend that you could ever possibly ask for. And maybe you're a crap employee. Or maybe you're the best employee out there. You're putting in double, triple overtime and your bosses love you and you get all the accolades, but your your daughter hasn't, your family hasn't eaten dinner with you and the, like, for more than a random day here and there for the last six months. You know, like, there is, there, there, there are things that you know 
currently right now that you are not doing that you could do with the information that you already have. Now, if and you break this down, this platform into different sections, right? And each section can have can is it like a different category of you, your work, you, your physical fitness, you, your mental health, you, your friendship, you, your family, you, your spouse, you. You know, all of these things are different categories of you that all consist of knowledge, information. And what actions you've taken, right? So you have you you want to change, and so and that's when you look at all of these different things. Your life does not exist on one flat platform. All of these things are on are if you look at it like think of it like a staircase, right? So you have a staircase, and these are little. Each one of these are a shoe. Right, and, and and so you have all of these different shoes, like taking steps up this staircase, and each shoe is gonna be on a different step, right? And so, like your, then that's what I'm getting at, right? So think about it like that: like my family shoe might be on the fifteenth step up, you know, but my my son shoe, like me as a son, might be on the seventh step and me as a brother might be on the fifth step and me as a husband might be on the 20th step you know like all of these things they're just but they're it's not you are one person but your quality of performance and your quality of life and what and and versus what you're capable of is spread it's spread out and and um looking at each one of those kind of individually is is necessary for the requisite improvement because this the thing about this staircase is it never freaking ends man it never ends it it goes and you can stop and you can create a landing for and I so I don't I don't know if that's common terminology everywhere. Uh, it's maybe that's a, a Midwest Nebraska thing, but you can make a landing. You can make a, a longer stair. Uh, longer step platform, right? Where a lot of staircases like go down and then you hang a hang a left. There'll be that kind of f- flat area there. This is probably more common. It's unnecessary to describe this, <laughs> but I don't know. This is what we call it in Nebraska. Okay, so you could make a landing for any one of these shoes on their way up, right? And if you do that. It's really, really, really easy. It's really easy to do that. It's really easy to just stop and just, and especially when there are no problems, but nothing, nothing is presenting itself as an issue and you just, you just let it sit. You just let it stay there on, on the platform. It's nice. And you know what? Like it started out, it's kind of some crap, just kind of some crap carpet. You know what? We, we replaced that. We got some nice plush, soft carpet. Mm, feels good underneath our toes. It's so nice. And then we added a pillow. Then we added a blanket. Oh, it's getting so comfy. Oh, we put we put a sock on in this shoe. And we upgraded our shoe and it feels so good all right here just on this landing. We don't need to go anywhere. And everything else is do 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 stepping up or stepping down. But this area of our life is stagnant. And that is 
that's that's one of the that's one of the most dangerous things that we can do as human as a human being is being stagnant. I love the expression. I just heard this. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, adventure may hurt, but monotony kills. That I love that. I love. You can even change it to say adventure kills and monotony kills. Pick one. That's like, that's, that's life, baby. That's life in a nutshell. You can either choose to do or you can choose not to do. And you can do that in any one of those shoes going up the stairs. You can either adventure and keep going up. And as you're going up, there's, there's fog and there's clouds and you can't see. And it's, it's forever. And that's for, and it's, it's about your perspective on it. Like, is that exciting? You're like, oh, I could never master it, so why would I ever do it? Like, yeah, but imagine imagine your children's life if your fatherhood shoe was on, or motherhood shoe was on step 2,000 versus 20, you know? And 20's probably pretty good, probably pretty good. You're probably doing everything you need to do. Kids are going to practice, you know? But, like, how engaged are you? Are you know, like, and it's just, there's steps, and there's, there's progression that you can do. And it's exciting to think that that it can never, you could never be done. You can improve and you should improve for the rest of your life. This goes to the lifelong learning, right? And so like this, oh, sorry, I'm like this, I'm super passionate about this. This is like the premise of the show. And this is where it's all going. It's where it's been and it's where it's going. And and it goes back to the to the baseline premise of where I started, right? So with health with our healthcare, it is how do we address the problem that exists? Right? It's not how do we look at uh maneuvering around that when it comes up. It's not about being so good that that problem like performing in a way now so that that isn't a problem. Right? I don't have to lose 50 pounds if I don't gain 50 pounds. It's very simple. Um and so it's the same thing with improvement you don't have to be broken to to get better you can be great and you can still get better because if you're so good that you can't improve stay in bed there ain't nothing out there for you you already did it you won if you cannot improve at anything definitely don't listen to this show but you shouldn't do anything because anything you might do at this point could could would, would ruin what you have your perfection so don't stop Go transcend to the next echelon of existence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know what's what's really interesting is I love the idea of taking uh, taking on the taking on hyper responsibility, right? Um, and so you look back and like I, like I said earlier, everything that you've done in your life up until this point is is. Everything you've done up until this point has resulted in where you are right now, right? So, so you it is your fault. Wherever you're at, it is your fault. If you got fired because your eyes are green, how did you respond? Was it did you collapse and and fold back into a shell and say that the system's unfair and you went and and never worked in that? sector again because they're all green eye racists you know like 
what did you do? What was your response to it? And I'm not saying that that should be the case and you should have to deal with it, but life's unfair. What are you going to do? You're going to go sit in the corner? Because in the corner, there's nothing there for you. There's nothing there for you in the corner. You can go there and chill and hang out for a little bit. Don't bring a bottle with you. Don't bring that bottle of Jack. I'm just listening to this transition, this book on transition called The Excommunicated Warrior right now. And it's about uh, it's about tr- big, huge life transitions. The guy who wrote it was a, was a, a special operations marine, uh, a recon guy. And, um, and so he talks about it from the perspective of leaving the military. And it's very, very good for those of us that are transitioning out. It should be required reading um, for anybody that's transitioning out. Um, phenomenal book and they, they talk about that he brings on a friend of his and they're they're because it's really cool in the audiobook they actually interject each chapter ends with a podcast and he interviews a fellow buddy of his from the military from special operations in different aspects um, and how their lives fit in perfectly with what he's saying and uh, and the transition model that he's built to help people uh, and they talked about that like you can go sit in the corner if you want to you can go over there with your bottle of jack and sit in the corner and feel bad for yourself and guess what that's going to do it's going to result in another bottle it's going to result in deeper in that corner and that does not there are there are no answers in that corner and i love that and so and there's no this is what it is the guy said there's no happy ending in that corner so what are you going to do what are you going to do about the thing that's unfair right and so there was a there was a reference to this candid camera uh the old old show the candid camera um and so there was this ice cream shop i guess and it was like uh they had a sign up that said uh we don't we don't have change we don't provide change and so people would walk up they buy their ice cream and they'd hand like a 20 dollars in cash 10 dollars in cash and then the uh, the person would just the the cashier would take the money say thank you and start helping this cut the next customer and the person would be like um excuse me you um you didn't give me my change. And, like, and then they would point to the sign. They're like, oh, no, you can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone freaked out. Person after person after person went in there and just, just lost their mind over not not um, not getting their change back. And then the fourth guy comes in and it's the same thing happens, right? He goes he goes up and, and he gives the $20, $20 for the... For, for the ice cream and, and he, he's sitting there waiting, you know, very patiently for his change. And then uh, he, he addresses the cashier after the cashier starts helping the next person. And he says, oh, excuse me, um, I, I didn't get my change yet. And the guy said, oh, I'm sorry, we don't give change. And he pointed to the sign. And he said, oh, okay. And before before they could even turn, before they could even shift cameras, the guy's like out the, out the door, ice cream in the hand, wallet in the pocket, like down the street. Like they're running down the street to try to catch him. They're like, hey candy camera like what's what's the deal like you you uh you everyone else like lost their minds and and his response was very simple he said i don't let i don't allow space in my head for anger or frustration because they don't serve me and i love that i love that i heard a really great buddy of mine use an expression that was exactly like this and he says um he said to a friend of his that he was messing with because he was like, oh, yeah, I was over here and I thought about you or whatever. And I was like, oh, that freaking jerk. And he's like, ah, yes, I love living rent free inside of your head. And I was like, and that expression has never left, never left me. Um, and I'm sure that wasn't an original from him. I'm sure that's been around for a hot minute. But it fit very perfectly with this, with this idea. Um, what is living rent free in your head? What anger? What what discontent? What state of unrest are you allowing to 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 remain inside of your head because 
It's your space. What's serving you and what isn't serving you? What can you do? What Think about the things that you could do with the space if you cleared it up. I love, I think Joe Rogan was the first person I heard say this. He talked about bandwidth. Um, like I have a limited bandwidth. There's only so many things that my mind can mentally process at any given day, at any given time, in any given day. And why am I going to allow part of that bandwidth to be taken up by things that don't serve me? Anger and frustration. I just talked to my mom today. Anger does not... Anger... I wrote this down in my book, and I think I had mentioned it in a previous episode. Anger is a weak person's attempt to regain control of a situation in which they know they've lost control. They know it. That's unquestionable. And the only reason that you're angry is because you feel like you cannot control it. Or if you're just not... You're not emotionally intelligent enough to realize that there are better ways to grow relationships while maintaining control of the situation. It's just a very immature response to a situation in which you've lost control. I know, I know. There's a lot. There's. I'm like. I'm so. I'm so. It's one of those days. I'm telling you, where I'm just like. There's so much going on, and I'm just. I'm like. I, I am riding on so many highs and there's so many different things and I'm I'm I have so much to give right now and I really I don't want to like this is by the fire hose right now I feel like and, and if it's not it's great but I mean I just and I can't I can't stop there's I'm gonna do one more thing I'm gonna talk about one more thing and then we're gonna call it um so I spoke to a lady that I know very well and she she was very she's very upset she's very upset about her future she's very upset about the state of her employment and the state of her um retirement which is it, it we're very very close to it we're very close to it she's very mad at a lot of things at a lot of people right um this the, the the premise of this is goes back to every decision that you've made led you to exactly where you are right now, and in order to gain freedom and to gain the mobil- mobility and maintain that is you you have to, and in order to control your future, you there are certain things that you have to do and keeping in mind that we're never really in control of anything, ever, other than our emotions. And, and in, in, in the way that we respond to the world around us, we talked about a little bit ago. We can step out and take actions. We can identify places where we lack a ton of control. And I know where, uh, like I said, I know this, I know this lady, this particular lady really well. And um, she, uh, she had to move law firms in order to stay with this lawyer because she was no longer needed at the first law firm. And she didn't have a place to go. And in her head, she, she didn't have a place to go that she could that she could comprehend without going with this lawyer. And the situation kept getting pushed off, like day after day, week after week, month after month, and then year after year. It was like two years of waiting for this transition from one law firm to another. And all of this like reset like her her vacation time, her um matched 401k time and her retirement and everything got jacked up because of 
the 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 delay in moving to this new law firm with this lawyer. And in her mind, it was the fault of the lawyer. When the lawyer was doing exactly what anyone would expect of any person to do, and that is to make career moves that are beneficial to him or her, and you should not consider that they are considering necessarily the second and third order impacts on you. It's the same thing we talked about with the doctors earlier. They're not like, you need to ask for the test for the panel. You can't wait for them to tell you to get it. You have to ask for it. And if you don't ask for it, what, like, you have no information. What are you going to do? You have the knowledge that you should know things, that things could go wrong with your body, and that you can, because people do, find out too late. So don't find out too late. Find out now. Don't wait until the lawyer leaves. Don't wait for him to leave. Don't tie yourself to that person. She has to she has to recover all the pieces of her life because of the decisions that she made. She has she the rest of her life is impacted because she's tied to this lawyer. Right? And it's it's so sad. Um because you know you don't want to see that for anybody. And I just I just want you guys to see it before it's too late. Before that decision's made. Before your retirement and the rest of your life is determined by somebody else. You have to determine it today. No one else can. And you know what? That's the thing. That's not true. Someone else can. If you don't take control of your life now, someone else will. And so take control of your life now. Or let somebody else do it because they will and it will be to their benefit and not to yours that's it fellas i i i i love all of you i appreciate you coming back um and i will see you here again next time